As young people, we have such strange desires. Looking back on the time when I was in college, oh, the things that I thought I wanted at that time and did not get, the man I wanted to marry and did not end up marrying him and grieved over it for years and years and years, I now thank God that he kept me from marrying that man because it was totally opposite from the thing God had called me to do in this life. There is a scripture in Psalm 84, verse 11. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. There are many things we think we want that are not good things for us. And when God's hand is on us, even before we're born again, when God's hand is upon us, I have found he just shielded me from getting those things that I wanted. It's sort of like a father who gives his child a piece of candy. And then the child wants more candy, but he doesn't get it because it would make him sick and it wouldn't be good for him. God protects us. He protects us from ourselves. He protects us as we go through this life. And that is one thing, after you have years of experience with God, that you see very clearly. He doesn't withhold any good thing from you. He protects you. And he leads you. It's just like a bright light on our path showing us what to do. That the people of the world don't have this light. They have to go by their own wisdom. They stumble, and in Proverbs we read, they don't even know what it is they stumble over. But they just stumble around. We, on the other hand, go an entirely different direction. After we are born again and have the Holy Spirit, which each of us who are born again are given the Holy Spirit, we're sealed with the Holy Spirit, so that he can advise us, that he leads us and shows us the way to go because he searches the heart of God to see the will of God for us and he takes us that direction and we learn to hear his voice we learn to follow him after we're born again we might follow him a little bit before we're born again but pretty much it's if it coincides with what we want to do But after we're born again, we know God's plan for us is better than we could ever plan for ourselves. And we are grateful to God that we have that guidance, that continual protection and guidance and safety, for safety is of God. And those of us who have an actual call of God on our life can look back in years to come. We look back and we can see why that thing we wanted so much or that person we wanted to marry, it would have been total disaster for us in the calling that God has given us and shown us 
as we serve him on this earth. But each of us, each of us are protected by God. And Jesus instructs us, don't lay up treasure on this earth where thieves can destroy it. Lay up your treasure in heaven where it can't be rusted or stolen away from you and it will last through all eternity. How do we lay up treasure in heaven? I think we lay up treasure in heaven every time a scripture stands out to us and we choose to follow that scripture. I think we add a big bag of gold to our account in heaven and even on this earth because we are certainly blessed on this earth every time we choose to go in the way of the scripture that is brought to our attention by the Holy Spirit. And Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 6, don't focus on raiment and these things on this earth and getting possessions on this earth. Don't set your sight on that. Instead, seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Matthew 6.33. That is really true. Along the way in my life, I discovered how much I like sound. Sound. Sound from movies. Background sounds. Soundtracks. I have some kind of unusual hearing, which I really hear things like that. And God along the way enabled me to get some things that I would enjoy very much in latter latter life. Each of us have things that we really enjoy. And if it's good for us and doesn't hurt us and doesn't keep us from doing the will of God, God will see that we get those things. We don't have to work to get those things. We don't have to try to get those things. They are going to somehow surface in our life. All we do is focus on the scripture that is currently called to our attention and we do that scripture as well as we possibly can see to do it. And all these things will be added unto us. Looking at Matthew chapter 6, start at verse 19. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. What is it that you treasure right now? That's what your heart thinks about. That's what your mind thinks about constantly. Jesus goes on and says, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say unto you, Take 
no thought for your life. What ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit to his stature? By taking thought, can you get one inch taller? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore take no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself, Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. What I have found as God has trained me is that we pray over tomorrow. Letting God conform us and change us as needed. But we talk to him about our thinking about tomorrow, about our concerns. If we have dread over anything, we talk to God. And today, during the day, we do the things that we have seen from God to do. So we do action today, taking care of business. And when we thoughts of tomorrow come, the thing we need to do is pray. Philippians 4.6 is absolutely a critical instruction for each of us, for it prepares us for the return of Jesus. Philippians 4, 6. But we need to be sure to do this. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Is there anything that you're concerned about? What you need to do immediately is to turn to God in prayer. Pour out your heart before Him. Talk to Him about this concern. Ask for His help. If you have a request concerning what you want to happen, let that request be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This is very strongly attached to what Jesus said 
to be sure to do as we wait for his coming. Luke 21. Jesus says, in, starting at verse 33, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting, which means overindulgence, and drunkenness and cares of this life. And so that day come upon you unawares, for as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Watch yourselves and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape. The prayer causes us to be worthy to escape because through prayer we connect with God. And it is the connection of God that causes us to be worthy to escape and to stand before the Son of Man. Pray always. So there we go back to Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for nothing but in all things with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God that passeth all understanding will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, the Word, usually through the Word given to us by God, for example. Recently, thoughts began coming to me. You're 83 years old now. What is going to happen to you? What if this happens? What will you do? What will you do? What if this happens? I said, God, help me. And I heard instantly from the Holy Spirit these words. They were brought to my mind. My God will supply all your need. And I said, oh, that's right. And all of the care vanished. It was an attack from the devil trying to trouble me. You will have attacks from devils who bring you thoughts that trouble you and concerns that trouble you. What do you do with those? You turn to God. Help me. And he will provide help. Everyone has Devils that speak to them and try to trouble them and make them be afraid and make them be so concerned. Turn to God with each of your cares. Learn a way of life of turning to God. Right now, if there's anything that concerns you, if there's any kind of dread you have, turn to God. He might have another plan another way for you to go. But this connects us to God, and I'm really convinced that it is the thing that makes us worthy to escape, is that connection, constant connection as throughout the day to God in prayer. One day I stepped out into my garage, and this was back 10 years ago, when I could still walk and go to the grocery stores and fix my own food. I went out into the garage to get in the car to go to the grocery store. It was a Friday afternoon at 5 o'clock. I turned the key in the ignition, and there was nothing. The battery was dead. 
And I said, oh, God, what am I going to do about this? And instantly, I heard, quickly, call your mechanic. And I thought, well, he's already gone for the day. But I went into the kitchen very fast and called the mechanic. And he was there. He said, I was just getting ready to leave, to go home. I don't think he works on Saturdays or Sundays, so I would have been two full days without a car. He said, I told him what had happened. He said, I will come by your house as I'm heading home and bring you a new battery and, and put it in your car. God has the answer for everything. And he watches over us. It's just incredible how many times I have experienced God watching over me. One day, my mother and I went to Golden Corral, where we got our buffet takeout food. It always cost $5.30. I always took a $5 bill. I took a nickel and a quarter, and I left my purse in the car with my mother. One day, I looked in my purse, and I had a $5 bill, but I didn't have a nickel and a quarter. And I was just kind of searching through my coin purse for a nickel and a quarter. And I clearly heard three dimes will work. I had a whole pocket full of dimes. And I laughed. I thought, well, yeah, that will work. So I took three dimes instead of a nickel and a quarter. See, that's childlike. But except you become as little children, Jesus says you won't enter the kingdom in heaven. Unless you are like a little child, depending on God, following God, playing, but following the Father. I've seen the Holy Spirit watch over me so many times. There was a man in our church group who went into his backyard one day, and he was looking at his storage building. And he thought, I need to get another storage building for my stuff. And he heard why don't you just get rid of the stuff? Now that was the Holy Spirit giving him a better way to go. God does that all the time, showing us a better way. We're planning something and we hear from the Holy Spirit and he takes us a completely opposite direction that we'd never thought of going. That happened to me in uh, the year 2020. I was very seriously considering having the seats rebuilt on my 25-year-old car, having new padding put in and new upholstery in the front seat. And I clearly heard, or you could just buy a new car. I hadn't thought of that. I'd sold a house in Texas uh, just about two weeks prior to that. The money was in the bank. I could pay cash for the new car. And that night I had a dream even. God supported this with a dream, showing me that I bought a new car. Well, the day following the dream, we went out and looked for a new car and bought one. God will really give us more than we would give ourselves. And he's glad to do that. And lead us in a way that's good for us. And he does that by his spirit who brings to our mind these thoughts that show us the way of God. How do you know that's God speaking? Pure, peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated. Matthew chapter 11, verse 30. 
God's yoke is easy and his burden is light. James chapter 3, verse 17. The wisdom that is from above is pure, peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. So if there's any hypocrisy at all in what you're thinking of doing, trying to trick somebody, don't do it. Hypocrisy means play-acting. If you're going to pretend that you like something when you don't, or you want something when you don't, in order to please another person or gain favor, don't do that. That's a way of the world. Want to go in the way of God, which is truth and light. God is light and there's no darkness in him. So choose to go in the way of light. But measure your thoughts and your plans by James 3.17, for that shows you the wisdom that's from above. And Matthew 11.30. Thank you for allowing me to speak this to you today.